If our voices sound a little funny, it's because we just recovered from COVID, which is something we are going to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That will go, yeah, that, that belongs in the pregnancy experience. One. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Call to Marriage. I am Marcia, one of your hosts. And I'm Thomas, your other host. <laughs> your other host. <laughs> it's been a while. Well, for many reasons, but one of them is because I'm super pregnant now. And uh, we can only do so much in one day. <laughs> I can only do so much in one day. Oh <laughs> so I am 36 weeks pregnant, going on 37 next week, next Wednesday. And <clears throat> today we want to talk about um, planning for our pregnancy and planning for parenthood. All the things we considered. And yeah, I think that's that's going to be interesting. So. Our scripture for today is from Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. It's actually a personal favorite of mine. Mm. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, the Bible says, this is the word of the Lord. <laughs> there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. I'll take it again. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <clears throat> so we make our plans, but the Lord has the final say. And I really, I really like that scripture too. I often quote that scripture or variations of that scripture, which appear in um, Proverbs 16. So, <clears throat> yeah. From the beginning, let's talk about planning to be pregnant. Yeah, we've had a lot of plans, but a lot has had its way, um, to put it more succinctly. So our planning began from China, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we didn't want to have a baby in China for several reasons. The language barrier is so strong that we wouldn't have been comfortable, even though we know a lot of people who have had babies in China who have raised their children in China. And we had a lot of resources if we had chosen to go on that route, but we didn't because I was almost done with with school anyway. And we didn't have any long-term plans of staying in China and say working and making a living there. So we decided, well, um, let's just go home. And we got married in China we never really had a chance to be with family and experience that um, family love and support that I think is important for every um, couple. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't enjoy that. So we decided, well, let's just round it up here, finish school, let's go home, settle, um, recalibrate, and then grow our family from there. So that's how all the planning started. We obviously prayed about it. Um, I would say, though, without going into, without picking any specific detail, generally speaking, I would say that we left a lot of room. We were very open to any possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we intentionally did not get pregnant in China, but we were open to the possibility of maybe, for example, we had gotten pregnant in China. So I would say that we weren't totally closed. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. we weren't like completely closed. We weren't like trying so hard. It was much more flexible if I 
I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. It was a flexible thing. We, we kind of like took it one step at a time and just focused on what things were most pressing um, before thinking of growing our family. But it's always been our desire. It's actually part of our purpose as a family. It's True. always been our desire to um, grow our family, <laughs> have babies. And we have. if you've been listening to our pod- podcast, you also know that we have plans of adopting. So that's kind of like the general overview of everything. Babe, can we delve in? Yeah, I mean, just to add my little two cents to that to make it more. By the way, if you see me bouncing, you know, like I said, I'm 30, I'm 36 <laughs> weeks pregnant. <laughs> and at this point, it's hardly comfortable to sit anywhere. So Especially one of the places, Yeah, one of the places I feel most comfortable to sit is on this exercise ball. <laughs> which will also be a labor aid. <laughs> so I'm on here because, yeah, I, I feel more comfortable. So anyway, we got married in 2018. We left China in 2020. So we were in China for two years without having any children. If we had been in a place where we felt a little more comfortable having kids, we would have probably tried sooner, yeah. probably within six months to a year. Um, we just wanted, we did want like a little bit of space, you know, to... You know, get accustomed to married life before we have kids, but not two years. It's necessary. Yeah. So we enjoyed two years um, and we were open-minded. Ever since we got married, we agreed between ourselves that we are open to having children. If the Lord gives us a child, of course, we'll accept. And we did have a support system and we did have people who would help us. But it was not my heart's desire to give birth in China because the language barrier, as Thomas said. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to be very, it's, I mean, it's a big deal. It's a huge, it's so invasive. Um, like having doctors work with you. And from what I hear, from what I've heard, you know, in China, sometimes you can be kind of, you know, scrutinized like a, <laughs> like an exhibit or something, you know, because there's not as much privacy at the hospitals sometimes. And as a foreigner, and especially as a black foreigner, I feel like, people would just be all up in my grill, you know? (laughs) And I did not want to, you know, subject myself to that. I also, in case anything went wrong with pregnancy, which, you know, pregnancy and labor and delivery can be full of surprises sometimes. So, you know, you don't want to not understand what's going on and be able, not be able to make informed choices and things like that. Um, So it just wasn't my ideal, but the way we were going about our, um, you know, birth control, so to speak. I wouldn't call it birth control, but um, I guess the term is natural family planning, right? Because we didn't use um, birth control pills or anything yeah, like that. We just, anything, yeah. yeah, we were just on a schedule. Um, I used the lady comp for people who know what that is. If you don't know what it is, you can look it up. But basically, it just helps me know when I'm fertile and when lady I'm not. Computer. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can, yeah, kind of plan around that. So that's how we approached um you know, avoiding getting pregnant while we were in China, but we were still open. And if the Lord had wanted us to be pregnant, it would have been great. We would have, you know, continue, we would have trusted the Lord just like we're trusting the Lord now. So I thank God that it was, it seems to have been in his will. I could say it was in his will because this is how it came to pass, right? Um, when we came back, we got pregnant and really we we wanted to try soon after we got back even though we were not like in our own apartment yet, we initially came back with uh, and lived with my parents. You know, that was our landing 
point coming back to the States mm-hmm. and <clears throat> there was a lot going on, you know, COVID was still a thing, especially here in the States and well, it's, um, still a thing. it's still a thing now, <laughs> you know, but we were like, yeah, it's been two years. We've waited long enough. Let's try. So we tried in <laughs> August, September around there. And uh, we got pregnant right away. <laughs> and I know Showing that's not everybody's. It's funny how you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's not everybody's testimony, but I'm so grateful to God that he, like like the scripture said, you know, we, we knew the plans of our heart and the, our desires, but yeah. the, we also knew that the Lord's counsel would stand. And nevertheless, it was just. Nevertheless. Right. And we're Lost we're just happy counsel. that the Lord chose to you know, walk with us in the, in the plans that we had, or maybe we were walking with him or whatever, however you want to put it, because I'm not always sure, you know, like where God is leading us. But once I see how things go, then I can look back and say, well, God, you know, wanted to us to, or agreed with us to go this way. So we agreed with God, God agreed with us and we got pregnant in end of August, I would say. Well, I thought of a scripture as we're talking. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. It's a very popular verse. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I think that this scripture goes with the one we read from Proverbs nineteen twenty-one. That Truly, man has many plans. Nevertheless, God's counsel shall stand. And it makes sense that when we trust God and um, we lean on Him and we do not rely on our own understanding, because what do we know? Um, right. The Bible says even the weakness of God is better than the strength of men. Um, so when we don't rely on our own understanding, our own knowledge, we had no idea what life here in America was going to be like when we were in China. I mean, you, you can have some kind of idea, but you, you, don't, you, you never know the details. You, you can't really tell how life is going to be, where you're going to end up working, how long it's going to take for you to settle down and all of that. So it's wise to commit your ways to the Lord. And I believe we did that. We, we prayed and we said, well, not everything is so clear to us. We've been here in China for four years. She's coming back home. I am going to America to settle down. And there were so many things that we did not understand. However, we just prayed and committed everything to God and invited him to sort of, you know, invade our space and lead us and be our captain. And he truly took care of us. He is still taking care of us. And the way and manner in which things fell in place and how things have played out so far, there is no doubt that we have the Lord's hand in our home and he's taking care of us. He's been a wonderful father. The fact that as soon as we said, let's go for a child, it just happened. (laughs) It was so timely that... We only have him to thank, you know. Mm -hmm. It shows how faithful God is. When you truly commit your ways into his hands, I mean, he says it, Jesus says it, that come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Cast all your cares and anxieties unto the Lord. I mean, he bids us to come to him in that way because he's a father who cares about his children, and he has truly taken care of us. Yeah. And whenever things happen like that, like 
how I want them to happen. I don't know if that's, how should, <laughs> if that's how I should say it, but whenever things yeah. happen, like like we got pregnant as soon as we got back, I just feel very unworthy. I feel so yeah. grateful and also unworthy. I'm like, man, some people try like that and they can't. And it's just like, who am I? And what do I know? Like, <laughs> so, you know, I had times when I was in China that I felt like, okay, am I not having enough faith that I just want so much to get home first? Like, and that I'm waiting, you know, two years to, you know, try and things like that. But I, I also feel we still applied faith because we didn't wait for the exact perfect circumstance. I mean, I knew for sure I did not want to have that baby at my parents' house. And, <laughs> but we still chose to get pregnant, not really knowing what, you know, our circumstances would be, when we'd be able to get our own place, yeah. when we'd find, um, you know, good jobs or whatever. And we still were like, nope, it's time. And I, I just am really grateful to the Lord that he honored our desires. And he also worked all that stuff out because then shortly after, like by November, we had um, moved out to our own place, which we're in now. And mm -hmm. the Lord has provided for us in every single way regarding just regarding this pregnancy. Yeah. I think prayer, you know, us getting pregnant or this whole pregnancy journey has taught me once again the power of prayer because that season right after we came we came from China I spent a lot of time praying you know once we decided we are going to go for the child and even that decision uh, was really informed by prayer and it tells me how powerful prayer is I had multiple dreams and God gave me much, several signals and I was so confident in what we were doing. And I think you get that from prayer when, when it's, when the time is right and you are under the shadow of God, you, you something happens to you that you would, you would not get from anything else. It, w it wouldn't be because you are prepared financially. That, that kind of sensing you get doesn't come from anything material or because you feel like, well, I have a, I, I just bought a house now, now, and I think we can have the baby. It doesn't come from any of that. It truly comes from the assurance that God gives you that go, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And you get that in prayer and prayer still works. Prayer is powerful. And as, as Christians, I think we, um, what's the word? We, I'm thinking of harm ourselves, but that's not exactly how I want to put it. But we lose out when we don't, you know, go to the Lord in prayer. It, it doesn't matter how we feel. It doesn't. It, sometimes you don't feel, you know, good about something, but just go to God in prayer. It doesn't matter what the circumstances. It doesn't matter what your feeling is. Just going to God, submitting your ways to Him, and saying, "God, I feel impressed. I feel like my heart is." ready to do this, but I don't want to do this without you. If you're not coming with me, then I would rather not do it. That kind of relationship between Christians and their God is a beautiful one. And it, it calls for God's attention, I believe. It tells God, or it sort of gives God the room to, you know, to step in, to operate in your life as a Christian. Um, I'm thinking of the hymn, um, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. It says that, you know, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. What peace we often forfeit. And what needless pain we bear. It's true. We, we forfeit 
the peace of God, the peace that comes with it, that you feel like, yeah, I am content in what we are doing and the Lord is with us. The pain that we carry when we neglect God by not going to him in prayer, it's something we miss out on. So it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, childbirth, getting pregnant or, you know, whatever you're doing in life, it's wise to go to God and be like the child you are to say, Father, we're going to do this. We need you, whether you feel ready for it or you don't feel ready, whether you feel adequate or you don't feel adequately prepared, just go to God in prayer. Thank you for adding spiritual richness to our conversation. <laughs> um, so we got pregnant. I want to correct myself. It wasn't end of August. I, it should have been beginning of September. September, yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, so like I was saying, God provided um, for us that we were able to move to our own place. We had jobs by the time we conceived. I think we did. Mm-hmm. We did. But they were not great jobs. They were like, <laughs> just not great. <laughs> just jobs to get by. Just to get by, exactly. And, you know, at that time, I was like, this is not going to cut it. We're going to have to get better jobs. And I had a feeling, like, eventually I understood that, actually, this job is the right job for me to be in in this yeah. season. And I guess you felt the same way. I did. So the advantage is what what ended up working out in our favor, in my favor as the pregnant uh, party here, is that I was working at Whole Foods. I don't know if I should say the name, but whatever. It's for our um, documentation as well. Yeah. So I want to remember everything. So I was working at Whole Foods um, and I was, at first I actually was a shopper and then I turned to, and then I transition to being like a shopper slash cashier. I worked from four o'clock in the morning, first of all, which was great. Start early, finish early. early. Second of all, the first like two, almost three hours, I was doing temperature check, which means I got to sit down. Get some Um, rest. Yes, because the more (laughs) pregnant I got, that was beneficial, right? It's hard to work an eight hour shift where you're on your feet the entire time. So that became very beneficial to me to be able to have that rest in the beginning. Um, I didn't have it right from the beginning, but I also wasn't as pregnant right from the beginning. So that's fine. So then after that, I would shop for several hours. Um, And when I say shop, um, basically people order online and then, you know, people have to shop on their behalves. So I had to shop. And then I would, you know, stage everything, put all the bags in the right place so that um, the delivery guys would come take it and deliver to the customer. So I shopped for several hours and then I would also like work at the cashier or Mm -hmm. I would work as a cashier, work at the cash register. Or I would also bag groceries, which was also physically strenuous because sometimes I'd bag them pretty heavy. Actually, that was my mm-hmm. preference. So yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have. Sometimes people would be like, oh, be careful, be careful. But uh, I, I, I think my body was used to it. It's just like what they say about exercise. Like if whatever your yeah. body is accustomed to, you can usually keep doing during pregnancy. So if you're accustomed to lifting, uh, you know, to whatever, to lifting weights or whatever. Of course, you don't want to like overdo it, but you can usually pretty much continue what you've been doing, running or whatever. So I was able to get a lot of exercise is my point. A lot of walking all over the store, picking up bags, you know, several times a week. Yeah, I kept very active and that turned out to be very healthy for my pregnancy as well. Obviously, Whole Foods has a lot of healthy food options. So that kept me 
um, you know, nutrition wise, also very healthy during my pregnancy. And another thing I also had planned prior, this is like a small thing, but having to do with nutrition and health and stuff, I was getting chubby in China <laughs> toward the end there. I can remember when I first went to China, I lost a ton of weight because I, you know, didn't have a car anymore. And, you know, I was walking everywhere, taking the subway and it was all exciting and I, and I was getting used to the food. But after four years in a place, you know, you start getting used to the <laughs> start lifestyle, you start the getting lifestyle. a little, you know, whatever. But I just ended up blowing up at the end and not blowing up, but more, I, I, get, I weighed more than I would have liked to way starting out in my pregnancy. Mm. So I also had told myself, and this is a small thing that God answered um, my prayer about. I was like, I really would like to lose a little bit of weight before I get pregnant. And while the same thing that happened when I first moved to China is the same thing that happened when I first came back to America, I also was able to like lose some weight without really trying. Just, I guess it's just a transition of coming to it like yeah it's an old place but it's like a new place right after four years so I just lost some weight without really trying that hard and then on top of that I had we had been working pretty much right when we got back so we worked for the whole month of August and like I said we got pregnant in early September so I had a whole month of walking yeah. around the store and everything we so got here in July so <clears throat> we got here in July in the so. middle of July yeah, so I had been so I managed to lose I don't know exactly how much but I managed to lose some weight before getting pregnant and so my starting weight I was you know more happy with and then I was able to maintain that um so that even now a lot of people will tell me I know people probably tell pregnant people that they look good no matter what cuz you know <laughs> to make us feel good which I appreciate but <laughs> it's true honestly like my face I expected my face to kind of blow up at the end but I honestly still feel like myself I feel like most of my weight and people have told me most of my yeah actually all it looks like all my weight is you know being carried in my belly I don't really look like I gained anything extra she otherwise good for 9 months yeah. So woman or lady. Yeah, so I'm really pleased with that cuz I didn't necessarily have like a strong, you know, nutrition or exercise plan and I'm kind of lazy. So, you know, the job actually forced me to be in good health in a way that I needed and the Lord knew that and I think that's why he allowed me to stay there and I'm really happy with that. So, <clears throat> um yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it reminds me of our epi- our episode on the seasons of life, mm. you know, that's one of the things we talked about, how life is seasonal. And in every season, God does something. I think it's exactly that in that season from exactly when we um, came back, from when we came back throughout the pregnancy, it was, I, I would say it's been a very good season for us. We were challenged to, you know, work, even though the work we had wasn't the most ideal, but we worked our hardest to be able to move out of her parents' home, and we are now in our own place. But we also got to the point where <laughs> uh, we felt like we should leave the, the, the job, and we left. But it served its purpose. Just recently. Just recently. It's, it did serve its purpose. Definitely. Especially for the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And keeping her active, it's and very us getting important. to work at the same place, right? Like that's oh, also yeah. really that was so helpful during my pregnancy to be able to work at the same place as my yeah. husband. I mean, yeah. So and we share one car, so it it really helped. 
Yeah. Having to work in the same place. And the store isn't far from us. It's about 12 to 15 minutes drive and we live right off the highway. So like everything just worked together. Mm -hmm. Like we perfectly planned it, but we didn't. Mm -hmm. We were just, you know, going, just trusting God every step of the way. But God truly took care of us. And that that's important. It's, It's an important thing to recognize because... That's what gives us the confidence to trust God for the next season or the next stage of life. And Mm -hmm. it's extremely important to have precedence with God that, well, he took care of us when we got here. And we've seen what has happened, how he's taken care of us, how he's helped us carry this baby, helped my wife carry this baby, um, taking care of our health, everything, everything just worked perfectly. And that gives us a lot of confidence and assurance in God that, yeah, when we're going on to the next, we're going to be parents, which is what we're going to talk about next, I guess, uh, being parents. That's going to be the next phase or the next season of life. But we are confident that God is going to take care of us. He is going to provide for us. He's going to give us the wisdom we need to do that because we have stories with him. You know, he's He's proven in our lives, and we have no doubt that He's going to take care of us. Yep. And before we go to the parenting part, I'll just say a couple more things about um, planning for pregnancy. So, like I said, about health and nutrition and stuff, didn't really have a plan, but the Lord had a plan for me, which was which was good for me, and I'm so grateful. Um, I did buy a couple of books when I first got pregnant that. I've been keeping up with, but well, recently I kind of stopped. I need to get back to them. I just realized, but <laughs> for they, I was following them very much, especially at the beginning of pregnancy, first and second trimester. Um, one of them is from Mama Natural. Um, it's a week by week, um, you know, kind of what to expect and some tips and all that kind of stuff. So I, I was following that. And then also the other book I chose is more like kind of, cut and dry, you know, (laughs) written by doctors and nurses and midwives or whatever, but um, with all the different things talking about, uh, it's not week by week, it's just topical kind of like, you know, about health and nutrition, about um, pregnancy symptoms, about breastfeeding, about what to expect Mm -hmm. for labor and delivery, that kind of stuff. So that was a part, that was something I did to try to, you know, prepare myself because what do I know about being pregnant? It's my first time. So that helped me to kind of um, ready myself for the different phases of pregnancy as they came. Another thing that I want to talk about, about planning for, well, before, so before we get to parenting, actually one more thing, planning for labor and delivery. That's something we should just cover at least briefly. So I think it's very important, first of all, that you plan for your labor and delivery, even though we do know that every pregnancy is unique, every labor and delivery is unique, but it's better to plan. And like our scripture said, let God have the final, you know, let let God's counsel stand at the end, but it's better to go into, into it with a plan. Mm-hmm. And so we felt, um, we had an impression on our hearts, I guess, to have a home birth. And so that's what we planned and everything by faith. We didn't, like I said, we didn't even have our own apartment, Never mind paying for a private midwife because they don't do that. Like hospital midwives or um, health insurance doesn't cover, you know, Mm. home births. So 
we knew that that was an expense we were going to have to, you know, try to figure out. But we were like, you know, God's going to make a way because we feel that he's the one who impressed it upon us. So we're having a home birth. (laughs) And so we planned that way. I was going, I did go to um, prenatal appointments um, with the hospital. Well, it was the clinic of the, that's attached to the hospital. It was a good experience for me because I got to see what the care is like in the mm-hmm. medicalized setting, actually. Especially um, being your first time. Yeah. And so that actually gave me a good comparison point so that I didn't end up getting a midwife right away. I got one fairly late in the game. But once I did get the home birth midwife, t- I had a comparison point like, <laughs> whoa like the care is night and day like the walls the, apart yeah the experience <laughs> is just totally different and i know that this latter experience with the home birth team yeah. is what i want and i'm also so grateful to god because i had my sister-in-law christina who was pregnant at the same time as me but she has already given birth and she gave birth at home as well and she was a source of wisdom for me and encouragement. And so that was a big part of our plan too. And Thomas was so supportive. Him being from Ghana, his mom gave birth to him at home. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's not unusual to give birth at home. So he was so, he is so supportive. Uh, it didn't have to be a thing because I know that in other relationships, I've heard testimonies, it is a thing. Like it's something that you, you men have to wrap their minds around. Like, what do you mean you don't want to <laughs> give birth at a hospital? You know? Still not used to it. <laughs> and yeah. even women. And even mothers too, like not just yeah. the men. It's just us. Yeah, we're so accustomed to the hospital environment and stuff. Right. But that's a whole nother conversation. So I think, I think you, would you have that slated? Are you gonna have an episode on the whole home birth and kind of like the holistic approach we took? Um, I don't have an episode slated, but if we did that, it would probably be great to have a guest to make it fun. Maybe we could invite Christina and she's, cause she's more educated than me and she, yeah, that's true. And it would just make, yeah, the episode bright. So yeah, let's see if we can do that. No maybe promises. one of them <laughs> wife, see if we can, oh. if they would like to. <laughs> wow. That's a thing. Okay. That would be cool. So, and then, yeah. And then of course, naturally being pregnant, the things I started consuming were toward what I wanted and what I was going for. So like I already, um, consume a lot of YouTube. That was something we talked about in previous podcast episodes, <laughs> but even in my social media and such. So I started to shift to watch um, and listen to podcasts about home births, podcasts about being informed in in your pregnancy, pod- podcasts about family life, um, yeah, YouTube videos, watching childbirth, watching videos of people giving birth and Raising telling kids. their yeah. birth stories. And yeah, definitely a lot of... Um, that will actually segue us into the parenting, planning for parenting. So also watching, you know, mothers of, I don't know why I personally am very interested in mothers who have birthed a lot. I just think there's, they're naturally so wise, like a woman who's Mm -hmm. married and who has like eight children, six children, 10 children. My own mother is one. So, (laughs) Um, but I love to watch them on YouTube. They, I just feel they're so full of wisdom, but in general, so yeah. watching. I think they're good managers. Sorry. Sure. That's yeah. what I think when I see mothers like that. It's like because there's a lot happening, and each child comes with their own character and interest, and you have to manage them. It's like managing, I don't know, maybe a multinational 
uh, international company where you have branches and <laughs> wow, that's big. I thought yeah. you were gonna say it's like managing a soccer team or something. <laughs> it's like that too, that probably. Too, that, that too, but it's like you know you have branches. You are dealing with different kinds of things. You're having meetings. You you need to talk to some of the kids individually. You need to focus on how to grow their strengths and all that. So it's a whole management thing going on, and you need a lot of wisdom for that. And I think those mothers are just blessed. And the fathers too, because, you know, they're also a good support system. For sure. And all that being Christian and everything. So that helps. Yeah. So I got lots of good wisdom. I don't know if I'll remember it all, but... Um, I from, still need them. Yeah, from listening to all of those people talk about how they gave birth and how they parented and all the advice, all the wisdom that they had. Yeah. That has been helpful. I still listen to that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, that brings us into parenting. I mean, how are we preparing? How are we planning for becoming parents? Parenting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to give the simple answer for me, I did not prepare for parenting. Besides what I just said, watching um, like family YouTubers or listening to podcasts or whatever. Even podcasts I didn't listen to a ton, honestly, <laughs> that were focused on like parenting. They were more so focused on pregnancy and childbirth. But, um, well, actually a few. Anyway, um, I honestly didn't have a plan for parenting purposely. I just felt like pregnancy comes with a lot. And there's enough to know about pregnancy and childbirth mm -hmm. <laughs> that once the baby's born, or maybe at this point now that the baby's almost born, I can start to think about being a parent. So I did not, you know, put all that on myself to know what to do. Um, I've been trusting the Lord throughout this whole process. This season of our lives has completely been one where God has been teaching us to trust him more and me especially. And so I trust the Lord. I trust God to equip us as parents. I have hope that God is going to make me into the mother that I need to be for this child. Our child is special. The way everything took place, I know that God loves our child and he has a purpose for our child's life. And mm -hmm. so I trust him. I mean, he's going to help us to be the kind of parents that we need to be and that, that the kind of parents that honor him and that teach our children and train up our children to walk with God. So I don't have a plan exactly, but <laughs> the Lord will meet our needs in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well said, my love. I don't think there's anyone who can adequately prepare to be a parent. That's true, too. Um, generally speaking, um, obviously, there are a few things you can do to prepare yourself you, because you're going to bring another life into your home. And it's important that, you know, you think about a few things, but it's mo it's, it's mostly material. You know, you want a place to put your baby. You want to be able to take care of the baby. Um, Logistical. Logistically. But when it gets down to it, or when you get down to it, nobody can really, because what do you know? What do you know in tomorrow? What do we know? People don't plan to have babies with certain special conditions. So, I mean, if you have a baby, for example, and the baby has a special needs, it's not like you've been preparing all your life to take care of a child with special needs. It's like all of a sudden life calls upon you or onto you to take care of this baby. And you have to, you know, rise to the occasion. And 
get wisdom wherever you can get wisdom. So that's how life is. And I think it's beautiful. As humans, we like to be in control. We like to get things down to a science where when you know you press A on your keypad, um, on your phone, it's not going to give you a Z or a Y. We like that. We like to, you know, that's why we enjoy video games and all these things. When we press the key and it's supposed to run, it runs. Mm -hmm. That excites us. The same reason why when we get on airplanes, we get paranoid and we get, you know, anxiety and all that because we are not in control. You've probably heard about that analogy. And so I think being a parent is one of the um, stages of life where you can't really be in complete control Mm -mm. because it it just doesn't work like that. (laughs) It's like you have a new king in your life. The baby is going to cry whenever they want to cry and you have to wake up to go take care of them. And I think it's beautiful. And the wisdom of God is designed in that way and we embrace it. So it's going to be a learning process for us. It's going to be um, being humble to get wisdom from wherever you can get the wisdom. Talk to other parents. Be humble enough to tell people your needs. Hey, I think I, I can't handle this. I'm, I'm not trained enough to handle this. How do you do it? How do you do A? How do you do B? How do you change diapers and all of that? So much as the parenting is really focused on the child. It's also about us, how swift we are to go before God, to talk to him, how humble we are to learn because it's like going to school. What do we know? The school of parenting is full of so many things. It's full of a lot. And so it's also a season where we are going to have to, as parents, have the humility to learn what we need to learn and It's also going to be a challenge for us. We need to be able to, you know, use this opportunity to challenge ourselves, to do more than for ourselves, to be able to do for our child um, what we need to do. So I think it's it's an interesting stage in life and one cannot really prepare completely, Mm -hmm. but you just have to embrace the whole, um, how everything is designed, how you can't be in control and say, I'm not going to be in control, but it's fun for once. I'm not going to be, it's not like choosing a program in college to go and do. No, for once, I'm going to go into something and I don't know how I'm going to do. I don't know how this baby's character is going to be, Mm -hmm. but I can do it and I like it. I like the fact that I'm going to go through it and I'm going to watch my baby grow and I'll have the chance to learn from others and all of that. So it's a nice experience. And as a father, father to be, (laughs) I look forward to it. I look forward to standing right by my wife and building our home and having um, the wisdom from the whole experience. Mm -hmm. And another thing about parenting. So I agree with everything Thomas said. And we really have to like relinquish control because we don't know what the demeanor of our child will be. We don't know what things we may have to face ahead and a lot. At the same time, I also feel very, very responsible, you know, for my child. Yeah. You know, it's it's up to us to train up our child. It's up to us to raise our child to be the kind of person mm-hmm. who respects people and who commands respect, the kind of person who walks with the Lord, you know, who has great faith and things like that. So... Um, With that in mind, thinking about what kind of parent I would like to be, we would like to be, um, some of our plans at the moment 
are that I would like to stay at home. I don't like America's culture about maternity leave and whatever. I just don't feel that fits what I'm led to do as a parent. So uh, six weeks is not enough time to be home with my child. That's my personal, you know, opinion. And I I want to stay home as long as I feel that I need to yeah. in order to learn how to be a mom, in order to provide all of my child's needs and mm-hmm. nurture my child. And no matter what that takes, even when it's financially hard, which it already is, but the Lord has been so faithful to us. Why should I ever expect him to let to let me down. He's faithful and he promises that he'll provide all of our needs. He provides for the birds of the air. Why? How much more those of us made in his image, right? So my plan is to be home. Um, My plan is to even homeschool um, my children if possible, you know, not, I shouldn't say if possible, all things are possible with Christ. (laughs) People do it all the time. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I want to be able to really be very active and intentional about um, how I raise, raise the child. Yeah, how we raise our child. I keep saying I, but I know Absolutely that I'm going to take on <laughs> more responsibility at but home if, I, if I'm yeah. not working, right? And at the same time, he's going to take more of the, you know, fiscal responsibility. But at the same time, he's going to be a very active father naturally. I can't imagine it any other way. He And he <laughs> will do whatever he has to do to be around. It's not going to just be like... It's been such a long day at work. I I don't want anything to do with my child. Like, I know that's not your personality. So (laughs) we're going to work together. And if I have to work at some point, it's going to be fine. Like, I'll try my best to get a work um, from home job would be obviously more ideal. Yeah. Or we have, you know, thoughts of um, starting a business, something that we can manage in our, you know, space and in our time and things like that. And so that's a big part of our planning for parenthood as well and i have another thought but i just want to let you interject before i move on no you can go on yeah well i was just going to bring up so the last thing about i i hope we covered everything but the last thing about planning is like thomas mentioned earlier the material and logistical things or whatever so you know bringing a new child into our space into our apartment um that's also something that we had to plan for and you know, we we decided we want to have our child in our room, for example. We don't have every single thing figured out, but we have a two-bedroom. We could have made a room a nursery, and a lot of people asked us if we would do that, but the answer is no. We're going to leave the second room, Thomas's office. That's what it has been since we moved here, and we're going to have the baby in the room with us. That's our choice. <laughs> That's what we feel led yeah. to do. <laughs> and so um, yeah. we also want to, you know, kind of keep things pretty simple to the point where I didn't even really care too much about a baby shower and too much about a registry, but I was encouraged to do so. And, you know, it's, it is wise, you know, to give people an opportunity to be a blessing to you materially. And I wanted to have a very small registry and it's just so funny how so many people were like, what? That's all you're putting on your registry? There's so much missing. You need this, this, this for your baby. You need this, 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 and you need it new. (laughs) You know, and it was just so funny. So part of my planning has been also to kind of keep things simple, economical, not wanting to give my baby the cheapest. I want to give my baby the best, but within what is... I guess my ideology as well. It doesn't have to be what what sense does it make for me to give my baby the best, you know, $2000 stroller car seat set when I 
hardly make any money and I'm planning to stay, be a stay at home mom, like, you know, things like that. Like it's Mm -hmm. not sensible too. So at some point we, we want to mix our, you know, common sense with God's wisdom, with, uh, uh, you know, the leading of the Holy spirit with people's generosity and everything, everything together to make that every, all of our needs will come together, you know, to provide for the child materially. I don't know if that, hopefully that makes sense. So. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Babies don't share our prejudice or our prejudices mm. as adults. Mm. Babies don't know what what the most expensive stroller is. Yeah, they don't know what the most expensive baby clothes are. They don't know. Mm-hmm. We do. Right. We do it for ourselves That's to make good. ourselves feel good or to feel however we want to feel, mm-hmm. and we project that onto babies Mm -hmm. they don't know anything Mm -hmm. they just all they want is their mother's love Mm -hmm. their father's love they want to be fed so they can grow they don't know all these things that we try to cast or project project on them so it's not wise to think of the whole process financially and even emotionally in that way it's not like you are going out to do the extraordinary <laughs> for your baby. No, you want to be as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Even when you can afford. Mm-hmm. It's it's not always wise to just, you know, throw money or even time on everything just because it's trendy. That's the new trend or that's what everyone does. We don't want to do what everyone does. We, we want to do what we've been called to do. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of grit to stand against a society that is skewed toward the other side. And we've, I would say we've, we've encountered a lot of, um, you know, kind of like pushback or things like that. I've heard comments and other things like that, but mm-hmm. all to say that you need a lot of wisdom already. We, we have, we have started, we've started learning how parenting can be, mm-hmm. you know, people have their opinions, mm-hmm. people, one you opine have to, firm, yeah. have to be firm because you have been chosen. You have been called to do this mm-hmm. and you are the one taking this part. You mm-hmm. have to stand up to say, this is how we're going to do it. So it takes a lot of um, great. It takes you being decisive and firm about what you want to do. And mm-hmm. already we are learning that. So <laughs> I guess that's parenting 101. Yeah. <laughs> And I just thought of other decisions we made. Like, of course, we want to breastfeed our child. You know, of course, um, there's something else I thought of. It, it slipped my mind. But anyway, those things I don't need to go into a ton of detail about. If anyone has questions, leave them in the comments. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, if they're watching by podcast, what can they do? Email us? They're listening. I mean, if they're listening by podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can email us at... <laughs> <laughs> not prepared <laughs> email us Say it again. Go to, if you're listening to the podcast on a podcast player go to youtube and leave a comment if you have a question <laughs> i'm not sure what email i would use yet for questions but um if you have a question yeah we, have an, we share an email right oh yeah that's true but i don't remember it right now so never mind but that's mostly, you know, our plans. Uh, I hope we covered everything. And like I said, if we, if we didn't, leave a comment and let us know what, what else you might like to know. Sure. But, 
And if you have anything to, you know, share with us, not only questions, if you want, if you have any experience and you want to say anything, you've been through this process already and you have something to share with us, you're also welcome to do so because we are learning, as I said. Mm. Oh, the other thing that had slipped my mind earlier was that I'm planning to have an unmedicated birth, which is probably assumed because I'm having a home birth. But <laughs> yeah, for those who are curious, yeah, of course, I'm leaning in all those directions. Cloth diapers, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're going to hear more about, you know, the whole birth experience and how everything is going to go down and happen. I plan to film the birth because it's happening at home. And so we'll see how that goes. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's been another episode of Call to Marriage. Thank you so much if you've listened this far. Thank you. Um, and until the next one where we'll be talking about pregnancy symptoms and dealing with the actual being mm-hmm. pregnant, you know, yeah, because <laughs> that's been a been a journey. <laughs> yeah. So until next time. Until next time, don't forget many other plans of a man or in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord that, that shall stand. stand. Yes. Thank you very much for listening to us. We love you. And if our voices sound a little funny, it's because we just recovered from COVID, which is something we are going to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That will go. Yeah, that, that belongs in the pregnancy experience. One. Yeah. So in so the next episode. Tune into the next episode. You're going to hear all about that, how we've survived COVID <laughs> in pregnancy. <laughs> so oh, thank you very much once again. Glory to God. <laughs> we love you. <laughs>